With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Friday before Liverpool begin their adventure in the FA Cup. And I speak for myself and nobody else when I say I hope it's a very short adventure because there are other priorities. Liverpool will take on Wolves at Anfield. It is a late kickoff, I believe. Um, and it should be interesting to see what team Jurgen Klopp puts out on the pitch. You would it's an eight PM kickoff. You would guess it'll be a heavily rotated team. Uh Klopp has in the past kind of binned off the FA Cup last year. He went for a pretty full bore. And obviously we ended up winning it. But now that he's won it once, uh hopefully he can go back to just regarding it as more of an inconvenience than anything else. Six youngsters have trained with the first team ahead of the Wolves game. Those include Fabian Mrozek, the young goalkeeper, Harvey Davies, uh, Luke Chambers, can play left-back and centre-back, Stefan Basetic, Bobby Clark and Ben Doak, also part of the squad, or part of the, the training squad, I should say. I would hope that we see a mix of young players and fringe players You'd quite like to see Curtis Jones get a start in this one. I'd like to see a midfield made up of if he's uh, James Milner doesn't appear to be fit, so he's going to be out. But maybe it's Oxlade Chamberlain, Henderson, and Curtis Jones that start, and then Besetic comes on at some point. Give Ox a run in midfield and see how he does. Uh, Nabi Keita and Bobby Firmino also missed training as well as those who have longer-term injuries, Virgil, Diaz, Jota and Artur. Cuevin Callagher obviously will start in goal. There should be no doubt there. The defence, I'd like to see Calvin Ramsey, if fit, play at right-back, Costas at left-back. Nat Phillips and Joe Gomez at centre-back seems like the best course of action here. And then in attack... You could start Harvey on the right. You could start 
Carvalho maybe as a false nine and play Cody Gakpo off the left just to give him his debut, give him his first run out. Now, it may well be that Klopp will go with a very strong team. He might start Darwin and Mo up front with Gakpo to try and get some rhythm built between the three of them. I would hope he doesn't play Thiago regardless because if he were to get injured in an FA Cup game, I might lose all sense and reason. But he might well go with a slightly stronger team, but I don't think he should. I think he should go with a younger youth slash fringe 11. And if we go out, we go out. It doesn't really matter. The focus for this season has got to be top four because of how the season has slipped away from us. If we were looking comfortable to get top four, you'd say, fair enough, go and win the FA Cup and get some silverware. But, you know, if we were to win the FA Cup and finish sixth, that's not a successful season. That's a failure. The only way this season becomes a success is getting, is winning the Champions League. And that looks unlikely, but finishing top four is the bare minimum. Uh, uh, This is Anfield, rather. Have a piece up. Ten academy players to keep an eye on in 2023 written by Jack Lusby so Cade Gordon is first obviously he's been out for a significant period of time now and he's still working his way back and hopefully he will be back soon because he is hugely talented Melkimu Freyendorf who we've seen around the fringes of the first team certainly looks a a talented player Isaac Mabea can play right back, but is more naturally a holding midfielder. Uh, Lee Jonas, an 18-year-old centre-back, highly thought of. Oakley Cannoneer, who is becoming very well known for his ability in front of goal. Uh, Louis Kumas, son of Jason Kumas, another very talented young midfielder. Jaden Dans, a very young attacking midfielder, only 16, son of Neil Dans. Francis Gaima, probably pronouncing that wrong, 16-year-old left-back. Ronell Young, 17-year-old winger. Michael Laffey, 17-year-old midfielder. They haven't obviously named those like Doak and Kwanzaa that have already been featuring in the, the first-team picture in terms of training and whatever this was to amplify the numbers that we have and just show the level of talent that is at the club right now and hopefully one or two of these can go forward and make a real impression because it'd be nice to start producing more high-end talent from our academy we seem to be lagging significantly behind clubs like Arsenal and Chelsea and City and United. Tottenham's isn't great. Tottenham haven't really produced anybody since Harry Kane. Winks is just okay. Skip is just okay. The most talented one was Marcus Edwards and he bumped off to Portugal. But it'd be nice if we could start to compete more with those those clubs at the top of the league. I mean, even Villa's academy is is more a lot more productive than ours now. 
So I get that you can make the argument against, you know, well, Arsenal and Chelsea have the London aspect and, and whatever, but Villa and Birmingham, there's more talent in Birmingham than in Liverpool. I'm having a hard time believing that. What else do we have? Let's see. The evolution of Liverpool FC and getting back on track. Piece written by Cy Steers. Dissecting the Pep and Linders conspiracy theory. I read this. He doesn't actually dissect anything. At the end, he says nobody knows what's going on. So it's a well-written piece in credit to the, the chap that wrote it, but it doesn't actually dissect much of anything. Liverpool linked with X-Man United goalkeeper would solve new squad issue. Ron Robert Zeiler. He is a talented goalkeeper. Um, I'm not sure... I'm not sure how, what what kind of problem he would solve. To be honest, but I mean, look, we're probably going to need a replacement for Adrian. I would rather see us sign somebody who classes as homegrown in that role because what's the point otherwise? It's the third goalkeeping position. Oh, he would class as homegrown. He was at United from 05 to 2010. He would class as homegrown. Sign him up. He is a good goalkeeper. He's decent. He's decent. He was good a few years back. He was in the German squad for a number of years, but obviously he's just gotten a bit older. But yeah, if he's homegrown, sign him up. I'm all on board with that. That will work. 26 games, 21 players out. Liverpool's injuries by injury numbers so far. That sounds grim. Ex-Liverpool midfielder turned manager. Shields referee from his own players. Um, Nuri Sahin. Quite interesting. Um, rival coach names three Liverpool weaknesses, including one major concern. So this was in the eye paper. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, the eye. Uh, and Mark no- Mark Douglas is the journalist's name. So he brought word from an unnamed member of a backroom staff of a club that Liverpool had recently played. Allegedly. I say allegedly because there's no guarantee that he didn't just make this up, but it's very obvious. The, the stuff that he said, it's all very, very obvious. He said this is a team that's been together too long. That's true. He said Liverpool were vulnerable in transition. That's blatantly obvious. We didn't used to be. We used to be unbelievably good in terms of transition defence, but the departure of Ginny Wijnaldum changed all of that. The ease at which they concede clear-cut chances, again, we didn't used to. But the departure of Ginny Wijnaldum changed that. And their frequent inability to stand up to physicality. We've gotten small and we've gotten soft and we've gotten old. That's what's happened there. 
but we've got no real physicality in midfield. Fabinho isn't scared of a challenge, neither is Thiago, but they're not the quickest player. And neither of them are, like, brutishly strong. Conceding clear-cut chances and vulnerability in transition, they that both comes down to midfield. And your defence isn't getting any protection or not enough protection, or there is a gaping, a gaping hole in your midfield. Teams will exploit that, and they have exploited us time and time and time again in the last 18 months, predominantly down our right-hand side. Because our right-hand side of midfield is a complete void defensively. It didn't used to be, because Fabinho used to be able to cheat across when he had Ginny next to him. Because him and Ginny could cover the entire width of the pitch. Don't have that anymore. Those are easy fixes. One player can fix those problems. The inability to stand up to physicality, I mean, that shouldn't be an issue. In truth, we should be inc- we should be able to dominate any attack with the physicality of our centre-back pairing. Yeah, in midfield, it's an issue, but again, adding one player can solve that. And up front, with Darwin and now Gakbo arriving and Salah's ridiculously strong, it's not going to be an issue. It isn't an issue up front. It is in midfield and at the back. But one midfielder can really make all that difference because they can cut out the transitions. They can cut out the clear-cut chances by making us more solid. And they can give us a physicality that we lack in midfield so teams aren't just able to run over our midfield anymore. Liverpool.com. Cody Gakbo may have created another transfer need, another transfer need as Darwin Nunes parallel clear. Liverpool transfer target faster than Erling Haaland and Alfonso Davies set for FSG audition. This is Kevin Shade. He's signing for Brentford. It's not an FSG audition. Uh, Pep Linder's reality clear for Liverpool as Jurgen Klopp has been here before. I believe that piece was written by David Lynch. Um, Real Madrid make Jude Bellingham transfer call that can help Liverpool as World Cup winner linked. I did see Miguel Delaney today suggest that Real believe that they are in pole position to get him. Uh, I know that Mike Keegan has said that Manchester City believe they are they have done the groundwork and that that deal is very much in their hands. Jurgen Klopp already has incredible underkid. This is the Curtis Jones thing again from yesterday. Uh, Liverpool must heed Jamie Carragher as 27 million transfer link falls in the same trap. This is Tay and Coop Miners. Yeah, I don't believe we'll be signing Tay and Coop Miners, to be honest. Liverpool sent reminder by very interesting World Cup star who could be ideal transfer. Who's this? Yusuf Eden Naziri. He had a good World Cup, but we we have Darwin, we have Jota, now we have Gakbo, we have Salah. We don't need another player who can play through the middle. That's basically it for there. 
There's nothing else on Liverpool.com today. We've got three new pieces on AnfieldIndex.com. Is Matthias Nunes the midfield alternative? Uh, this is written by Stephen Smith. Why Nunes as a Bellingham alternative for Liverpool is unacceptable. That piece written by Henry Jackson, and I disagree with it. Uh, Bellingham funds time to break glass as emergency, written by David Davis. See, Nunes is not, it's not unacceptable at all. Only in the minds of people that obsess over these things. If we get, like, if we were to spend the 130 million that it'll cost to get Jude on Nunes and Caicedo and have 10 million left to go and get some young player to bring in for, you know, squad depth or, or two more young players. That's a better use of funds. That improves us a lot more than simply signing Jude Bellingham. Having a Nunes, Fabinho, Caicedo midfield would be very, very strong. It would be much stronger than Jude, Fabinho and cross your fingers and hope for the best when Thiago's not there. So, no, it, it is acceptable, unfortunately. Um, I like Henry. Henrold is a good lad, but no, I'm not having that piece. Not having it at all, Henrold. Sorry. Podcast-wise, there's a new under pressure. Dan Kennett, Phil Barker, and Young Drinkle are involved to discuss the pressing Darwin existential football analytics, Harvey Elliott, and are the Reds officially soft? So do give that one a listen. There is that new scouted that we did, uh, myself and Carl, keep sell loan of the whole squad. Give that one a listen as well. FA Cup this weekend, which means it's third round Saturday, which means don't bother me on a Saturday because I'm not going to answer anything. Don't ring me, don't text me, don't WhatsApp me, don't come to my house, don't annoy me in any way. I will be enjoying third round Saturday from 12.30 on. There are loads and loads and loads and loads of games this weekend, and it is fantastic. And tomorrow is going to be fantastic up until 8 p.m., and then the television's going off, and I'm going to do the shopping or something. Um, I'm not watching the game. I'm not watching the game. I'll watch it back if we win. And if we lose, I, I'm just going to not care. But I'm going to watch as much of everything else as I can. And you should as well, because as much as the FA Cup has diminished in terms of importance and whatever else, third round Saturday is a magnificent thing. It's fantastic. We've got six games at 12. We've got a game tonight. United will be pumping Everton. We've got six games at 12.30. We've got one, two, three, four, five, ten games at 3 p.m. We've got four games at 5.30. We've got a six o'clock kickoff, and then the Liverpool game is at eight. There's That's absolutely everything you want in life. Loads of football, flicking back and forth, results coming in from everywhere. Hopefully we get a couple of big shocks. It's going to be great fun. I'll see you on uh, Monday, not tomorrow. Monday. Bye-bye. 
We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.